The first thousand days of a child's life is a once-in-a-lifetime window of brain development. This is when the foundations are laid for future learning and growth. And for children to receive what they need in this stage, parents and caregivers need support, encouragement and information. We believe churches are well positioned to be that community around families. Churches, whether big or small, rich or poor, can play a part in seeing that all children get a strong start to life. This is the Sukunya podcast aimed at helping you take those steps in strengthening families. Visit www.sukunya.org.za to find out more. It takes a modern day village to surround and care for families. And while the church is ideally positioned and equipped to do just that, the church does not have to do everything. Part of being a first thousand day friendly church is collaborating with other service providers and referring families to them. This will ensure that families get holistic care in this important phase. Listen into this recording of a lunchtime conversation that Sukunya hosted, unpacking why and how to collaborate and refer. Today, um, we're going to start off with our reflection on some scripture, and we are reading Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 to 10. Um, and as we read this, um, let's uh, yeah, re- remind ourselves that we're individuals, but we're working together, um, and that we can double our strength and get much more done if we work as a team, um, and that we also reap the value of having worked in unison, which creates harmony instead of disorder in our communities. And so working as one really begins uh, with the efforts of each person um, as they work together um, with one another. So let's read Ecclesiastes. It's two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So I'm just going to open in prayer as we reflect on that scripture. So Father, we bring today before you and we thank you that you're reaching far across South Africa um, with all of us coming from all different parts of South Africa to meet, to work together, Lord, to support and love and care for the families around us. Um, As we speak about today's topic, Lord, I just pray that you would put on our hearts those connections, those contacts, those people we are to work together, Lord, and to remember that together we are stronger and together we can build uh, South Africa. So we give today to you and I just pray for a really good and energizing conversation and that that you'll give us new ideas, new thoughts and new revelations of how we all can can collaborate and connect with one another. In Jesus' name, amen. So the topic today is collaborate and refer. And as Sekunya, we equip and we support churches to become first thousand day friendly. Um, churches that creating an environment in which loving connections are formed and families are supported and we help them to responsibly care for their children. Um, And so one aspect of being a first thousand day friendly church is to collaborate and refer refer in order to care well for families. So I'm gonna open up the floor now and just ask you, what does collaborate and refer to mean to you? Um, uh, Is there anything that comes to mind as I say the word collaborate and refer? If you want to unmute yourselves and just um, tell us what does it mean to you, or if you want to put it in the chat box, but what does the word collaborate and the word refer to mean to you? Or can I pick on a few people to ask the question? Sophie, you, you are in my view. Would you like to tell me what collaborate and refer means to you? 
um, Brani, I for me it's like um, taking hands. Like um, if I look at myself as a florist host, we 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 tell our moms, you're not a social worker, you're not a psychiatrist. Um, so if this you give you you um, you guide uh, that there there is help available. So it's actually it actually mean like when you um, how can I say to work together because when you are together taking hands and network, then you have so much strength to give them the young family um, um, support and then it's not only you. You are part of a network or a leadership of a church. You're part of people, um, individual that's in the church, like a, a social worker or a nurse or that, but you work together to reach a common goal in supporting the family. But it's not only coming from you. That's beautiful. That's so my view. That's my view. <laughs> no, and it's, it's I really don't know. I don't know if. I don't know if it's correct, but it's my view. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I was saying, that, that's really beautiful because taking hands just describes it really nicely and really beautifully of how you take the hand of, of someone and walk a journey together. And I see that, uh, Seloani, you also said it's joining hands. So it seems to be as Flourish hosts, you really understand the, the concept of collaborative, joining together. Um, as you, Cindy, you said it's team or community, which is exactly what it is, working together as a team or in a community. Um, uh, Pastor Sia Bonga is also saying team efforts. Um, and Lauren, you're saying it's come together to join our strengths for the betterment of others. And Theodora is saying working together with other stakeholders in the community. Um, so I think you've all really got the word what collaborate means, and it really is uh, as one coming together and working together in the community. Does Refer bring up any different um, ideas or do we see Refer and Collaborate together? Selawani, so, what do you think? Does Refer mean the same thing? Okay, to me, it's more like, um, if I'm saying like uh, collaborating, it's training hands. It's whereby we talk to our moms, we connect with our moms, but if they have something that I can't even understand or I don't even know, I'm gonna refer them maybe to someone that knows better than me. So referring, it means that they're like sending them to a better person that's gonna uh, explain better than me because I, I don't know what maybe they want or I can help them, but I know someone can help them. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Suwani. Pastor Siabonga, do you have anything else for refer? I see you've got your video on, so I'm picking on all the people that have their videos on. <laughs> um, I would have said more like the same <clears throat> as Sissi um, already explained, because uh, you get uh, people that are specializing in something which uh, is a bit uh, out of what you are dealing with. So you refer um, uh, to that person, but of course, you want to refer to a person or to a, an organization who knows what they are doing and, and you, you, the person that you are sure of um, what are they going to do. So you can't just refer randomly. You send to a person that you trust that they are doing, they know exactly what they are doing. So you got to have a connection with those people. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. And that's exactly it. We refer to people that are the experts in the field when we, we can't do it all. 
Um, and I see that Theodore is also said referring is connecting them with other people that they might gain more from. So uh, exactly what you, you're saying is that it's people that they need um, extra support or extra help um, that they, you can refer them to. So this is a, a value of Sikunya. Sorry, Matipelo says referring is handing over to the person to, who specializes and referring that person to an organization uh, or person that you trust that you know that they will be what they'll be doing oh sorry Ruth I'm repeating what you've said <laughs> um so it's referring means handing over to the person who specializes with and resolving the issues that we can't and that's exactly it is um acknowledging that we can't always do everything and we uh, have to refer out it's getting extra support and not forgetting about the person that's what Cindy said so um collaborate and refer as I mentioned is one of the petals of a first thousand day friendly church um, and this is one of the values of Sikunya so we as we uh, believe it takes a collective or a community to raise a child um, so there are very various different parties involved in creating and enabling this environment for families to thrive and the church is one part of this picture um, as part of the whole society picture that we're in this together as you know Sikunya means we are together so we're all in this together and as you said, that the church cannot do or be everything. Um, you you might have been thinking that we're asking you uh, to do everything, but we're not. Um, as individuals, you may be thinking you you have to solve everything or fix everything, but we're not asking you to do that. We believe that the first thousand day churches um, must do what they can and what they do well, using their strengths and assets uh, to do the things that they do every day. And as I said, what they're doing well. The churches can't uh, do everything, and that's where we see that we have to partner with um, and collaborate with other organizations, other services in our communities to ensure that there's a range of care and support given to mums and families. So First Thousand Day Friendly Churches know what other churches are in their communities. They know what NGOs are working in their communities, government facilities and activities that are going on in their, their neighborhood. Um, and this means that they're able to refer families to get the support that they are unable to provide themselves. So many times new families don't know what they need. Um, I'm sure as many of you are journeying with families, you can see moms don't know what they need. Um, and there may be key people in your church who can help them access these services that they're needing, which may be close by in your community. So collaboration and referring uh, families for support is important so that we can ensure all families receive proper support um, and to ensure that no family and therefore no child are left behind or fall through the gaps. So I'm gonna hand over to Ruth to take us through some discussion around collaboration and referring. Thank you, Bryony. So the goal, as Bryony was saying, is to create an environment where families are thriving and their parents are, are able to provide the care for their children. And this requires all sectors of society. So when we're thinking about this, we're thinking about clinics, we're thinking about the police, we're thinking about home affairs, even thinking down to things like um, good sanitation and running water. So the government has many parts to play in this, but we as local churches have a part to play with this. And often as we journey with families, we also realize that perhaps there's gaps in society where maybe some of these services aren't available. And so the question is, how do we work together to problem solve around some of these issues that as a collective, we are problem solving to help families and to care for them 
so that they're able to care well for their children. And so I'd love you to take a moment to think about your church's strengths in caring for families and supporting families. What is your church doing well to care for families? What do you have as a church that can support families and dads and caregivers? If you think of some of the things that you naturally are doing as a church, um, what are some of the strengths that you have as a church? If you want to pop that into the chat box and share with us some of your strengths um, that come to mind or what you are naturally doing as a church to care for families. Um, some things might come to mind there, so I'd love you to, to hear some of your thoughts around that. Um, if you want to unmute yourself, you could also share with me what are some of your strengths as a church. Cindy, you've said that with collaborating, there's extra support and not forgetting about the person. And one of the strengths that we have as churches is to accompany uh, families and that we can still journey with them even once we've referred them to services. So there's a sense of accompanying and going with. Um, we know that churches are often speaking into spaces. So there's a sense of their voice is a strength as well. Cindy, you've unmuted yourself. I think absolutely that um, my thoughts that came to mind was to be a voice for those who, not that they don't have a voice, they may be just not in a space to voice their voice. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for us it is, as a church, um, at the moment we have a good team. We've got leaders who fully support First Thousand Days. Mm -hmm. um, we have resources that um, enable us to help. And we have um, people within our community that we have identified who have skills that the team don't have. So your nursing sister, your dietitian, occupational therapist, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so I would just love to see that going into our broader community. But your question is about our church and our church community. I'm assuming not, not the broader community. So. Yeah, I, th I think it's really, I almost want to say networking within your church community to, you know, as much as what we need to know what is outside available in um, the government resources and that, know what's available to you within your own church network. I don't know if that's helpful. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and completely, completely helpful. And I love the fact that you're saying like some of your strengths is you've got a team and you've got a leadership that's on board and that sense that is part of your strength as a church to then care well for families um, and you're able to do that. So I think that's a great example. And some of the things you've touched on, we're definitely gonna chat a bit more on or how do we know what's happening inside of our church is so important. Um, anybody else wanna to add to the strengths of what's in their church? Um, I know this might sound like a, a tricky question, but if you think of some of the gifts and that you have in the church or your ability to come together as groups and to bring moms and dads together in small group spaces. Those are some of the strengths that you have in your church space. Um, and I see Salaloni giving support, um, counseling and cooking for the needing, needy are strengths that you have as a church and different churches have different outreach programs like that. So being able, some have a soup kitchen or supporting Likilele, welcome today. Um, I see you've unmuted. Do you want to share some of your strengths that your church has? Yes, ma'am. To our church, uh, it's been a while. We do have something like um, 
development center, but now even if it's not so, not working like previously, where the children will come and uh, once a day, once a week, where we will talk them about uh, something like a soup kitchen and also we will we'll, uh, try to develop them uh, physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, um, and socially. And then we will also invite other stakeholders to come, like uh, stakeholders like a, a Sanka. Mm -hmm. People from Sanka would come and uh, have a, a chat with the children. Or we'll also invite somebody from health department, um, other, other different stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And that's a great, great example, Nikolele, of a strength that you guys have as a church that you do have this outreach of development that you're trying to do holistic development with the children but also um you've the next question i was going to ask is where do we need to collaborate and you've given a great example of collaborating with sanka and how they can offer um different services and be able to do things in that center so that's a great example that you've shared with us thank you because my next question really is this where do we need to collaborate more as churches? Like, what is it that our churches aren't offering or aren't able to offer where we could be collaborating with other organizations or services? So like Likalele shared, um, anybody got some thoughts around that of where we could be collaborating more as churches in order to support moms and dads um, in this space? Um, I see Lauren, you've answered the question around strengths, gifts of time, gift to visit, cooking, etc., financial gifts, gifts of encouragement through phone calls or prayer, community gifts, reaching out to people, collecting things that are needed, baby clothes and accessories. Those are all amazing strengths that churches have, that we have these gifts in most churches, if not all churches, that we have this ability to visit, to pick up the phone and encourage somebody to pray for them. These are things that we can offer in our communities as churches, as we collaborate with other organizations in our space. So great examples there, Lauren. Um, so some thoughts around how we can collaborate. I'm looking at the Flourish hosts that are on our call today. Um, as churches, we can collaborate with them where to offer great antenatal and postnatal classes. If we, as a church, don't have that offering within our church, we can refer moms to or collaborate with a flourish host in the area and say, how can we get moms into your classes would be an example of collaborating. Any other ideas of how we can collaborate as churches to care for families? Flora, I'm gonna ask you if you've got some, some ideas of how you can collaborate in your church. Flora, do you have any suggestions? No, I'm sorry, no idea. <laughs> okay, that's great, that's good. Um, and I understand that this is an, possibly a, a space we don't spend too much time thinking about of how we can share, have um, shared goals and share projects with other organizations. Um, and so saying that we don't need to be a silo in our community, as, as Bryony said, the church doesn't need to do everything, but actually we often use the statement, we're better together. Uh, and great things happen when we work together. And so I'm trusting that as we share examples through this conversation, we can think of how we can be better together as churches, with other churches, other organizations in our area, 
to strengthen the hand of our um, of our parents. So I'm thinking not every church has a mom's group, for example. So maybe we could partner with another church down the road that has a mom's group and say, can we work together to create a space for, for moms? Or potentially you've got space, a venue that somebody could use, but maybe they've got volunteers and we could do that together. Or you could host a mom's group in your home, says uh, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. That's an excellent example where we could host together. Uh, Cindy, I see you've unmuted yourself. Yeah, so for me, um, how I would love to see our church moving into the broader community is to actually collaborate with the local public, li public library, that wouldn't benefit much, the public clinic. Um, we, I mean, there are moms that would go there for the checkups and that, but um, to really get a understanding of whether those moms need to be in a house com or to be doing an antenatal because the public clinics don't offer antenatal they just do the checkups um, and our church is literally a hundred meters from the public um, clinic so I would love to see our church drawing into that sphere and then also with the the, the high school in the area one that we've identified um, in a more disadvantaged area where they have got a lot of um, not problems, but teenage pregnancies mm -hmm. and to actually collaborate with that school in how can we help um, teach life lessons or whatever to your teenagers and for those girls who are pregnant to draw alongside them to make sure that they are going for the checkups that they need to. Um, yeah, so that's a, a big dream of mine outside of our church and those are such wonderful examples cindy thank you for sharing those of do we know the clinic up the road and how can we work with and collaborate and partner with the clinic up the road as we try and support families um, and is there something that our church can offer and vice versa that i think there's a, that networking and teaming together with the the clinic um, to care well for families and getting uh, making spaces available and as well as a high school that's a great example of how do we care for those teenage moms and that links into what Celeloni is saying in the chat getting love love life members to come and talk to the teens about pregnancy and family planning at our youth classes so there's a sense of getting other experts or other people who are working in that space to come and talk to um, come and share some information we can collaborate with organizations like that as we try and support a specific group that might need some targeted information or intervention. Lauren saying healthy eating is essential for healthy living and having WhatsApp groups to swap easy healthy meal recipes is a great idea of how we can collaborate with each other and share information. I know as a mom, I get tired of cooking the same thing. So any new recipes is a blessing. Um, so that's a great opportunity or a general WhatsApp group for moms and caregivers to ask each other questions and to pray with each other is also another good idea there. Thank you, Lauren. Um, and also looking at, I mean, you, Cindy, you mentioned the library, but I actually think the library is an, a place that we can share with. And I know the Weinberg Library up the road from me, they have a mom's group that meets in the library and the librarians share little stories with the the young children and so there's an opportunity to use that public space 
to read books to little ones. So the library can be a great space to collaborate with too in the space. Cindy, uh, Sophie, I saw your hand up. Um, so I, I'm the like from Floris and I have my a mom and baby group that um, is also um, part of supporting young families. But what what in um, what is a collaboration? Um, collaborate is like like I just want to make an example. Like last week, we were uh, uh, contacted or informed about a family that doesn't have um, that doesn't have um, a birth that the children of that family doesn't have birth certificates. And like people know I'm involved in early, like I'm a florist host and I have my own, my baby group. So I went to see the lady and then it comes under my attention that um, it's like the grandmother doesn't have an ID or birth certificate. The mother doesn't have, and the children also doesn't have the three young children. The eldest one is 11 years old and he never been into a school. Sure. So then I refer the mom to um, social development who was working in the area and they could assist further from here. But I, I keep in contact with them because, um, because language is a barrier. I have a lady who is who is helping. So and she's from other church. So it's it's I was actually shocked to hear that there's still things like this happen in our communities. And I think if people like that, people often feel alone and they don't know what to do. But and if I look at this little family, if you think like three generations, the grandmother hasn't been to school, the mother hasn't been to school, and now there's young children also. But we're in the process to assist, follow up, but we refer them to social development and they will take it further. That's a wonderful example, Sophie, of where I love the fact that it's you and another, a lady from another church and social development, and that just shows the power of networking and collaborating in order to solve what can be quite a complex problem and could maybe feel a bit overwhelming, but actually together you can find a solution and the right people can be put in place in order to help that family get their documentation. Um, so thank you for that example. And I love the fact that we can do that, that we have the ability to work together to solve those kinds of problems. Um, does anybody have other examples of how we've seen the strength of collaboration working and how we can work together in this way? Um, any other examples that come to mind in how you've collaborated with organizations or with individuals um, in order to help a family or to share information uh, before I move on to the next question, there might be some other examples in the room that I don't want to miss. See Bonga? Oh, okay. I'll just <clears throat> I'll just add by saying more than every or more than anything, um, we need to build um, a relationship, like a genuine mm -hmm. relationship. I would make an example um, of two different churches that um, I have seen that they are offering one um, or a similar kind of a course. Um, it's a grief, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a course that deals with uh, the grief or the loss. Um, but then between the two, they are both churches, um, but then I would recommend one because 
I'm more familiar with them and I'm more closer with those ones. Because the other one, uh, I know the, the person who lead in there and um, there's, I don't have much uh, or a good relationship with, mm. with those people. And, and sometimes they sometimes mix themselves with the, with the politics and all that. So it's also good um, to present yourself uh, in, a, in a good manner uh, mm. when you build those relationships so that you can, if you do a referral, you can refer a person to um, an organization which you know that this person will get help. So it's about the relationship. Completely, and I couldn't agree with you more, Siabonga. So much of collaborating and working together is that relationship. And sometimes that relationship can be a bit messy and there's a lot of hard work involved in building that relationship. Um, but we need to, to do some of that hard work of really connecting and understanding and finding out who this organization is, who is this person before we can recommend them to our families who might be in a very vulnerable space before we say, this is a good place for you to go to get extra support. It's good for us to know who these people are, what do they really offer and can it really help? So I completely agree with you. We need to build those relationships and part of collaborating and referring, one of the first steps is asking those questions and saying, who is in my community? Who is in my area? How can I do this well? Um, so other part about collaborating is also this idea of referring and we kind of speak of them in, interchangeably. Um, and it's important for us to think about how we can who do we refer families to when they need additional support or targeted support, where they do need professional services like Sophie's example gave us, um, that we do need to be able to refer families that we don't, where we don't have the skills, we need to know where they can get help and then to journey with them. So if we think of examples of a teenage mom who's needing extra targeted support or a family might be new to our area, not know where the services are, like the clinic or where to go and get documentation, where home affairs is, or not know where an antenatal class is. We've got to ask ourselves, do we know where we could refer them to? Or if a mom's struggling with postnatal depression, where are we going to refer them to? Um, are some of the questions that we need to be asking before we even in those situations, be helpful to kind of map that out. And so I'm going to hand over to Bryony to take us through that part of it. Thank you, Bryony. Thanks. So with this all in mind of collaboration and referring, um, we're going to ask, what does this look like inside your church? Um, so how do you collaborate better with others inside your church? So you have, we're going to look at now what's happening in our church life, within our church community. Um, so firstly, we need to listen to the families that are inside our church and how we can best serve them. What are their needs? Um, what are they, the challenges that they're facing? And we've developed a resource uh, for listening to parents and families in our church, uh, which we'll share with you just now. Um, but the idea is to be able to really understand what is happening within your church for families. Um, and then being able to build a sense of community and a relationship, as you spoke uh, earlier about relationship, it also happens within, within the church that we're building relationships amongst ourselves and with the families and listening to one another as a community. Um, so not necessarily having all the answers. So when we 
listen to the parents and we hear what they're uh, being challenged by, what they're facing, it's not having the answers for them, but really being able to, to just hear them. Um, and so then also recognizing that as a church, um, or as an individual, sorry, you can't do everything on your own. Uh, you need to be able to grow your team. Um, and we also have a resource for that on how do you get others involved and how do you support mums and dads um, together as a team? So once you've heard what they're needing, it's then coming around the families as a team and supporting them uh, through the first thousand days. Um, and Sophie, would you like to add anything? I don't know, did you have your hand raised? No, okay. No, okay. sorry, I think I didn't. <laughs> sorry, Brian. <laughs> okay. Um, so with this, it's it's doing a sort of internal mapping. So you start uh, looking at who in your congregation can serve the families in your church. Um, so it's, and I think some of us don't look to our congregation as to what strengths we have within the people and the gifts that each person has within our church to be able to support families. So we can look at our congregation and see who are the experts that we could refer a family to. Maybe you have counselors or doctors or breastfeeding experts um, that you'd be able to refer a mum or dad to. Um, but it also doesn't need to be this formal support. Um, so you can just look at the natural giftings of each person within your church and who um, can use this to bless families, um, who wants to serve families out of the love, the love in their heart and, and not because they have a... Um, a skill or a work that job that relates to it, but who has the gifting of support and encouragement and affirmation that they could bless families. Um, it could also simply be connecting families together. So um, we've been seeing through lockdown and through the last year of how people are feeling disconnected and isolated, but especially families in the first thousand days. So are we able to connect different families in the first thousand days or a family with older children who can then mentor that younger family? Um, and just being able to support one another as families. And it's really looking at what activities are happening within your church that mum and dad could participate in. So for example, are you offering a home visiting uh, program and maybe you can connect mum with the home visitor? Um, or do you have a home group or a mum's group already running and you can connect mum and dad into that home group or mum's group? Um, and so it is really just looking at what strengths you have inside your church and who you can collaborate with within your church. Um, and so we just challenge you to look at that um, of who is in your church that you can collaborate with. But then it's also looking at what does this look, look like outside your church? So how do we collaborate with others in our community? Um, do we even know who is in our community, who's around us? Um, so there's getting to know your community and it's a community mapping tool that we've developed to help you just look through um, who are the, so the services and the organizations that are available in your community, who are the individuals that may be working privately, um, what is actually happening in your community around you that you would be able to uh, collaborate with them, so form uh, uh, partnerships with them or form relationships with them, as you said, and be able to to work together to support families. Um, so Ruth is sharing with us now the Know Your Community tool um, and their benefits. To, so the benefits of doing this community mapping is that if you're able to do it now, um, before anything comes up where you, you need to refer mum or dad, you actually already know where to refer them to. You already know what is happening within um, 
your community. And I recognize that for a lot of us, maybe this is a bit out of our comfort zone. Maybe you don't have time to do it. Um, but I really do encourage you to go and have a look at this uh, tool and be able to use it and, and make the, the effort to be able to look around your community as to where the different services are so that when the time comes where you may have to uh, refer mum, you know exactly in that moment where, where to refer to. Um, but it, it could also be something as just knowing what other organizations are working in your community that you as a church could donate to um, or as individuals from your church they may want to support or volunteer um, that is also a form of collaboration is strengthening the efforts of other organizations within your community so that together you're working to support families um, and there is so much happening in our communities that we really don't have to reinvent the wheel um, that we really could be working together um, to better our society and our communities and so that we can support families together. Um, so it's important as churches, as we are one of the, the sectors within our communities, um, to serve families in the first thousand days, but it's also important for us to then be able to partner uh, with other service providers and other churches and other organizations and individuals. As, we, as we've mentioned, we can't be doing everything. Um, and as your church exists in the community, which has a range of resources and a range of services, um, it's looking at what is the role of your church to strengthen the efforts that are already being done in your community to support families. And so maybe as you're looking out into your community as to who you can partner with, so whether it's another organization or another church in your area, maybe it is really looking at them understanding the role of the church in the first thousand days and encouraging them to come and join one of Sekunya's church and early life events to hear more about the role that their church can play um, in the first thousand days so that you could partner with them with a, a similar understanding and a similar vision for how they, they want to support families in the community. So, so just maybe your role as a church is envis envisaging other churches um, to see the role that they play in the first thousand days um, of a family's life. So um, yeah, working together as churches and partnering together and forming a network. Um, so I'm gonna hand over to Ruth to take us through all the resources that we have developed that I mentioned earlier. Perfect. So <clears throat> collaborating and referring can take so many different things from looking inside our church and Cindy, you gave some examples of that and looking outside of our church as Bryony's been explaining for us. Um, and so the resources that Bryony mentioned are sitting on our website and I trust that you would be able to go through them. Um, if you go to, to the Sukunya website to resources, and then if you go to the tab around guides for FDD teams, you will find that we have a list of various resources and the ones that are specific for today is as Bryony mentioned, this listening to parents and families. And so there's some questions there. And in listening to our parents and families, we might realize where we needing to look for services, where we need to refer, where we need to think about, oh, our families are needing this support. We as a church maybe can't offer it. Maybe we need to find somewhere else where they could be getting that um, and hearing also what kind of services they're tapping into might give us ideas of organizations we can be speaking to, which clinics they attend, um, where they go to to get help. They can also be a source for us to grow that list. Um, the how to grow your team also asks questions and like what kind of skills you're looking for. You're wanting to see how we different types of skills that you're looking for in your church 
to support families. And then this community mapping, knowing your broader community, where's the community clinic, the MOU, et cetera, as Brian has spoken about, is very helpful in thinking about how you can partner with. And even thinking, I love Cindy's example of the high school, like what are the community structures that we have around us and how do they connect to the first thousand days? And then on our website, we also have this useful contacts list. Um, and these are national, most of these are national organizations that you can refer moms and dads to if they are needing some targeted help and support um, and you're needing to get some professional care in, these numbers are available. But again, encouraging you to go back to your, your community and see what other organizations are around that are local that you could be caring and supporting families with. Um, so before we wrap up for today, I'd love you in the chat box um, just to share some ideas that have sparked for you in how you're thinking about collaborating and referring in your space um, as a flourish host, as a pastor, as someone who's caring for families, as a champion in your church. What is sparking for you as you think about this? Um, we know that great things happen when we do things together. And we um, there's a beautiful African proverb that says, if you want to go far, go alone. But if you want to go far, uh, if you want to go fast, sorry, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Um, and I think often in our hurried world, we try and do things really quickly and we go alone. But if, if we really want to do this for the long term, we need to find a way to go together. And that's about those relationships that Sia Bongo said, building relationships with people that we can do this together to care for families. And so I really want to encourage you as people from all over the country, I think it's exciting to see us on this call together, realizing that we are from all over, from different spaces, and we are working together to try and um, tackle the big problems that we see within South Africa and how we can really see families and children thrive. And we want to, and how churches from all spaces and walks can be part of this um, and how we together can see young lives thriving. So my challenge and Brian Sukunya's challenge to you this week um, is to think about who is in, else is in your area, who else is in your city or community that is caring for families in the first thousand days. Um, be, that could be a local NGO, it could be the clinic up the road, what groups or services are available, what Flourish host is around, what other services are available that you could potentially collaborate with as a church that you could potentially refer to. And I encourage you to call one of these services, call the person that's in charge of this, the person that's the touch person there, maybe have a phone call with them or set up a time to meet and have some coffee with them and work out how you guys can work together, how you could support what they're doing and how as a church community, you could potentially collaborate and work together to strengthen maybe your teenage moms or your youth group or your young dads. How as a church can you be a link in the chain to refer families in your community? So that's our challenge to you this week is that you can look for other services around you, lift it, open your ears and just try and find out what else is happening in your space. 
So um, uh, Cindy, I like the fact that you're thinking about the library now and seeing how you can collaborate with the library. Um, and Flora, what stood out for you is knowing your community. So I trust that this week you can know your community further. I'm gonna close in prayer. Um, and yeah, let me close in prayer for us today. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that um, we get to network and be part of a community of people who are caring for families and that there are so many opportunities for us to collaborate and network and refer to strengthen the hands of moms and dads and children in our community, that we can refer to professional services and other services that can help our families to do well and to thrive. I pray that you'd help us to to look around within our church and see what is what strengths are available within our church and then to look outside of our church into our community and see what's available around us. I pray that you would be opening doors for us, helping us to be a link in the chain as we connect with others in our area and in our community. And uh, thank you for these opportunities to really um, join hands and to walk with others in our area. And so help us to do that and help us to do that well in relationship that we can really enjoy good, strong relationships in our community and to fill in the gaps where there might be gaps. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would go with each and every one of us. Amen. Thank you for listening in today to the Sakunya podcast. We trust it has given you ideas of what you can be doing to support families in the first thousand days. Have a look at the links in the podcast description to access resources mentioned in this recording. And remember to go to sakunya.org.za to find out more and take further steps in strengthening families so that all children can get a strong start to life.